Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, praise God. Well, welcome back to Wisdom and Stuff Podcast. This is Daryl Boucher, and today we're going to kind of get into a part two. I didn't know if I was going to do a part two on it or not, uh, but I really feel like I'm supposed to, and this is the part two of praying out the mysteries. Um, such an important part of just our prayer life that I think a lot of times we we neglect, or maybe we're just I've never been taught or whatever, but uh, praying out the mysteries is such a big deal. Um, this is, we, 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 we're kind of in... Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where it talks about, and in fact, let me just go there and let me read this thing. Um, and he says here, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. This is verse 6. It says, uh, Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of the world knew. For they, if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, and neither has entered the heart of a man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now this is kind of where we where we left off on the first part of it, just talking about going into that secret place and, and actually just stepping over the log in prayer and if you didn't get the, if you didn't you know listen to that podcast I encourage you to go back and listen to that because there's a place in in prayer that we just kind of step over into that secret realm and we begin to pray things out and the, and the goal of those things is that is that the things that eye has not seen nor ear heard and never entered the heart of man that they actually they actually come into the earth that we begin to pioneer and and literally steward things into the earth that no one has ever seen or heard of before and it's never even entered the heart of man it's never even been imagined by man and these are the things that we are designed to walk in every one of us has something on the inside of us that no one else has ever thought about uh, that is designed to come into the earth through us every one of us is supposed to pioneer something in the earth that eye has not seen, ear has not heard. You know, there, there's no there's no asterisk on this that says, oh, you know, asterisk, only five-fold ministry people get to do this, or only people who are called into the prophetic realm, or only people who are called to ministry. No, there's no asterisk on this. He's talking to the church as a whole. And the funny thing is, he's talking, this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Now, in the very next chapter, you know, he's talking, he's, he's writing one long letter. There was no chapters and verse numbers, you know, back, you know, when he wrote this, he was just writing a letter. And so he writes all of this. And then in the very next chapter, he, he starts talking about how carnal they are and how, how, how they're babes in Christ. And he has to feed them milk and not meat, you know? And he's like, but yet he knows that even though they're babes, even though they're carnal, even though they're full of strife and division, even though he can't feed them milk and strong meat, he's still talking about this. He's talking about this. And later on in 1 Corinthians, he talks about, about the gifts of the Spirit in like three, well, two and a half chapters of the gifts of the Spirit. So all of these are milk. This is milk. This is not meat, right? Because he says, I, I, I can only talk to you about milk right now and not meat. And if you want to read that, it's in the very next chapter, in chapter three. So everything he wrote in 1 Corinthians was milk. Okay, this is milk. Getting in a secret place is milk. Praying out the mysteries is milk. <laughs> you know, I know it's like, it, it, sometimes it sounds like meat to us. It's not, because we're eternal. And so in a billion years from now, we're still going to be walking things out in a higher way than we are right now. 
And so, uh, I just, I just want to just, man, we might as well just dive in. If this is, if, if, if Paul says that these people can actually have received what I has not seen nor ear heard, never into the heart of a man, and they're babies and they're carnal and they're, and, and this is milk, then nobody's disqualified from this. Okay, I don't want us to think that we have to get more spiritual to do this. We simply have to yield. We simply have to enter into it. Praise God. Um, now he says here. Um, uh, God has revealed them unto us by the Spirit, by His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. And then it says, For what man knows the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? For even so the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. Now, I love this because he says, he, he, he is using an illustration. He's saying, Who knows you better than you? Nobody knows you, as far as on this planet, better than you know you. Right, we know God knows all of us, but He's going on this planet. Nobody knows you. He goes this in verse eleven. He says, "For for what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God." He goes, "So just like you know you better than anybody, the spirit of God knows God better than anybody." The Spirit of God knows God just like you know yourself. The Spirit of God knows God just as equal to, to your Spirit knowing you. That's how closely the Spirit and God are. They're one. And then he says, verse 12, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So here he is. He's going, okay, Nobody knows knows you like you. Nobody knows God except for his spirit. And we've been given the spirit of God. The spirit of God lives in us. We literally have the same spirit of God that knows God so that we can freely know the things God gives us. So we can, we can actually know with the same understanding that God understands that we can have that same understanding. Praise God. Now, and then he says, verse 13, he says, which things, see the things that are being revealed to us, says, which things also we speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that, that, he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ." So here, I mean, he's he's literally just just laying this out here, and he's saying this is how this is how things are supposed to flow. Things are supposed to flow from the Spirit of God in us, from the from the heart of God, uh, in the Spirit of God from heaven into our spirits, out of our mouth and into the earth. This is how it's supposed to work. And he says this is the design. We have we've received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak. It doesn't say that we just think about them all day long. We literally speak these things, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, this is so important to us because, you know, you know, Jesus, he said, uh, you know, uh, at the end of John, um, or not at the end of John, but but um, when he was about to go into, you know, the the last segment of his ministry before he went to the cross, he told the disciples, he goes, there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about right now, but I can't because you can't receive them. He goes, you you just can't do it. He goes, but when the Holy spirit comes, then he'll guide you into these things. Now, there, there's things he, he goes. He goes. What we're supposed to be speaking right now are not in line with what the the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, conspiring spiritual with spiritual. 
There are some things that cannot be taught with an earthly illustration. There are some things that literally are just, we just have to say it spiritually because there's nothing on this earth that looks like it. There's nothing on this earth. I remember, you know, when, when, when Jesus was, was speaking, you know, all the parables and all the teachings he taught, you know, many times, if you just read how he, how it's worded, I love how it's worded because he's saying, what can I compare the kingdom of God to? Or what can I liken it to? He goes, it's kind of like this. You know, now he wasn't saying it was that, and he wasn't even saying that it was exactly that. He said, well, man, what can I compare it to? I mean, he's like searching around. You can hear it kind of in his tone that he's searching, trying to find something that will kind of bridge the gap between the, between how, how, how the spiritual kingdom works and what these people are used to. And it's like, what can bridge the gap here? What is it kind of like? Well, it's kind of like, you know, going fishing. It's kind of like farming. It's kind of like building a house. It's kind of like that tree over there. It's kind of like the sun. It's kind of like this. He goes, but it's not that. It's just kind of like that, you know? And so they're, 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 the, the, the true spiritual reality of things we cannot actually compare to things on the earth. They're incomparable. The things of God are incomparable to things of the earth. Even though we know creation cries out of the things of God, even though we know that, that the creation itself will, will speak of the things of God, even the deep things of God, still, it's only by the Holy Spirit that we come into an actual understanding of these things. Because this is a shadow of it. This is a vapor, it says, right? This is just a shadow form of things. And when you talk about, you know, a shadow of something, you know, you can, you know, if, if, you, if, you, if I were to hold up a shadow of my, my hand to a light, you can see the shadow of my hand. You can see the outline of my hand, but you can't see any of the details, right? You don't even know what color my skin is. You don't know... You know, you don't even really know the accurate size of my hand just based on the shadow itself. You don't know if, you know, how many lines I have or if I have freckles or I have wrinkles or if I have, you know, you can't see my thumbprints or, or my fingerprints or anything like that. There's no details. There's a shadow. That's what this earth is like, even though it's a, even though it represents and it can, it can show, show the shadow of God. So even though like the shadow of my hand is, is an accurate shadow, it's not detailed. And here's the thing about the things of God is that we are designed to actually operate in the specifics of God. We are designed to literally reveal God into the earth, and it comes through us. We are the ones made in the likeness and the image of God, and therefore our nature is the only nature that actually can carry God's nature into the earth. The, 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 the creation itself, earth itself, it was made by God, but it's a shadow form of God. It's, it's made as a reflection of God. We are not the reflection of God. We actually carry the image and likeness of God himself, praise God. And so we are carry the divine nature of God, it says in 2 Peter chapter 1. And so our nature is that to reflect God himself in the earth, and nothing around us can do that better than us. We are those who, when, when Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father, that's what he was saying. He was like, listen, I'm a righteous man on the earth. I'm a righteous man filled with the Holy Spirit on the earth. And when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And man, it makes every, you know, that, that people get mad about that uh, back then, and they get mad about it now when we say that. If we say that we can that we can literally allow God to flow through us at the highest level, people kind of get squirmy about that because they still have a separation mentality between God and man. And yet Jesus came to represent God and man and say, no, they're supposed to be, uh, uh, man is designed to carry God. Man is designed to carry God. Praise God. And 
And when here he says that we these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches. So there are words that are supposed to come out of in my prayer life that I've never been taught by man. I've I was not taught by any educator. I wasn't even taught by a pastor. I wasn't taught by by Bible school. I wasn't taught by any man. I'm I, these are the things that only the Holy Spirit teaches me. And and honestly, I I, I found this to be. I don't know, you know, there's obviously a lot of people who do flow in this, but I've also found a lot of Christians who don't flow in this yet. That there, I remember there's a time and again when I've, I've taught things at churches and I've had people come up and say, oh, where did you, where did you learn that? And, uh, I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, well, you know, uh, did, did 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 somebody, you know, did you listen to a teaching? Did you, did you, you know, learn that from Bible school, whatever? I'm like, no, I just, you know, the Holy Ghost just, tells me things and and obviously it's in line with the word and and I'll, I'll hear other people who who are saying the same types of things sometimes usually well after the Lord's talked to me about it or whatever but you know sometimes we can get caught in a culture that's so used to receiving from man that we're not re- used to receiving from God alone and so doesn't mean that that we're some rogue Christian lone ranger mentality it just means that there are there are unique things that God speaks into me that will confirm things he's talking to you about and you'll confirm things he's talking to me about but there's still a uniqueness to these things you see and so it doesn't mean that I'm just like oh you know what uh uh you know what I'm I'm saying something new and 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 nobody else is going to say this and that's not true I expect the whole body to say the same thing I'm saying as revelation pours through the body praise god but it's like you know the the peter when when in Acts chapter 10 when peter went to cornelius's house and he and the, the first gentiles get saved that you know that morning if if somebody would have asked peter can gentiles get saved he would have said no and everybody in jerusalem would have said no right because he had to go back and convince them but um but understand that that God was about to do a work that was brand new to the whole earth. He was about to actually begin a dispensation where Gentiles are getting saved that the earth has never seen before. It was what eye has not seen, ears never heard, has never entered the heart of a man. And yet Peter was the one he used to speak that in. But that was in Acts chapter 10. What we also read in Acts chapter 9 is that when Paul was was called by Jesus on the road to Damascus, he spoke to Paul about preaching to the Gentiles. So we know it was already within Paul as well. Paul just hadn't taught it yet. Paul hadn't actually walked it out yet. But but Peter here he he manifests it in the earth for the first time. But there's still other parts of the body that are getting a hold of it in their own unique way. Okay, and so uh, so th- this is what what I want to get at is in our prayer times. Um, you know, just, oh man, I just want to encourage you so badly. When we get into our prayer times, get into that secret place, step over the log, begin to pray things out. And, and like I said, it might start out in tongues. It might not. But the, the, one of the goals though, is to speak things out with words that, that man's wisdom doesn't teach words that we never heard words that, that came from heaven alone. Right. And, um, you know, uh, one of the things that Paul said when he went to heaven, it says that, that, uh, you know, that he knew a man, you know, that, that went to the third heaven and, uh, and of course, he's talking about himself there, but he's saying, or at least we believe he is, uh, but he says, and, and, and in that place, uh, the, the, there were words spoken that were unlawful for men to say. Well, I, I don't believe he was saying that in heaven we're hearing things that, that are illegal to say. I think what he, is, what he was saying was 
He heard words that he had never heard before on the earth because they were not tied to any of the laws on the earth. They were literally unlawful. They were they were separated from the law. And so I, I, I really believe that's what he was getting at was he goes, I heard words that were literally separated from any any law that was limiting them. There were they're in an environment called heaven, and those words are coming out. And as those words come out, they're not tied to any law, and they're actually bringing a freedom that actually allows people to walk higher than any limitation that this earth has ever known. And so so I, and I believe that those are the, the mysteries that we're supposed to be speaking out. We're supposed to be speaking words that heaven is speaking right now. We're supposed to be speaking with a limitlessness that heaven knows. I, I, in my prayer time, continually, I'm, I'm saying, okay, Father, what are we talking about in heaven right now? What are we talking about and how are we talking about it? Because I don't want to, I, I don't want to speak heaven's words through man's filter. I don't want to speak heaven's words through my understanding of things. You know, it's it's like, you know, when when um, uh, Peter, James, and John were on the Mount of Transfiguration, and Jesus is standing before them, and he, it says that he, he he shined, you know, brighter than the sun, and they, they see this light shine around them, and he's talking with Moses and with Elijah. And, I mean, this thing is just like, bam, I mean, it's a giant experience. And Peter says, let's build three tabernacles here, one for each of you. And God just, like, speaks from heaven cuts him off and says, this is my son, hear him. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not even entertaining that because here, here, Peter was, was witnessing something that was straight from heaven. I mean, he's witnessing a heavenly encounter right now, but he's filtering it through his mind. And his mind said in the old Testament, when things happen, they built memorials. Well, guess what? We're not in the Old Testament anymore. God doesn't want us to have a memorial-based lifestyle. He wants us to have a relationship daily with him. A memorial is always about what God did, but he wants us to, to, to live in the right now of what he's doing right now. And so, but Peter didn't, you know, he, he was gauging what he was experiencing through his, his experiences, through, through, I mean, he thought that was the most spiritual thing he could say, right? He literally wasn't trying to sound like an idiot. And I'm not trying to mock Peter, but sometimes we'll look at it going, oh man, I can't believe he said that. Well, he was actually speaking from the most spiritual perception he had in the moment and like hey god told people in the old testament to build memorials so let me let me say what god said before so he's 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 responding to a spiritual en- a- a encounter through a very natural experience based you know, filter. And that's what we have to watch is that when God begins to speak to us, when we actually begin to enter in that secret place and we're actually hearing heaven and we're encountering glory and we're in heaven, we're, we're encountering that place where, where, where limitation doesn't exist, we need to make sure that we're speaking things out, not according to man's wisdom. We're not speaking from our tradition-based experiences. We're not speaking from some kind of thing that we think God wants us to say. We're just allowing the Holy Spirit to grab a hold of our heart and our mouth, and we're just speaking those words which only the Holy Spirit speaks. Notice it says here, it says, which things we also speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So I'm not even trying to find something on this earth that's likened to, I just know this is, this is heaven. And when I say it, it's going to be heaven. And when I say it, notice what the next word says. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So when I say something like that, I know it's not going to be received by everybody. Everybody who still is naturally minded, or is going to reject it, it's going to sound like foolishness. 
But when you say it, you're not saying it to attract the naturally minded. You're saying it to edify the spiritually minded. I'm not saying it to the naturally minded. People who are naturally minded just need to submit to Jesus. They need to either get saved or they need to get renewed in the word or something. But but they are not spiritually minded. So I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to the spiritually minded. I'm actually talking to those who are going from glory to glory and strength to strength. I'm talking to those who are who know who they are in the heavenly realm. I'm talking to those who actually can can take a hold of what I have to say and, and and corporately we can birth heaven into the earth. That's who I'm talking to. And I have to know that when I when I when I begin to say certain things in my own prayer life, man, I've said things in my own prayer life that shook me. And that's how it should be, where it's like it, it messed with my natural understanding so much that it shook me because it was confronting a natural concept. And now I had to humble myself, say, okay, Father, that was you. And and whatever needs to bow to make room for that, I bow my knee to the Lordship of Jesus. I allow that which the Holy Spirit is, is saying to come out of my mouth. And then to be able to say that to other people, then I, I know that, okay, not everybody is going to receive these things. I know that. Jesus, you know, he spoke perfectly, but not everybody received what he said. And so... Uh, the, the words that come from the Holy Spirit out of those secret places are not, they're just, even though they're meant to change the world, not everybody in the world is going to receive them. It's the spiritual that will receive them. And now he says, he says, but he that spiritual is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For it says, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? So he's like, listen, Jesus has never had an instructor. The Holy Spirit's never had an instructor. And so, you know, that, that's why it says that when we have the unction from the Holy One, we know all things. And it, it's not saying that we suddenly are geniuses in our, in our natural brain. It's just saying that we, that we are literally in communion with the Holy Spirit, and He knows all things. Praise God, and we're with Him. But it says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that He may instruct Him? But we have the mind of Christ. Because this is how we're supposed to be praying, is from the mind of Christ. We're supposed to be <laughs> yielding to the mind of Christ. So, in other words, in my prayer time, when I'm just I'm, I'm entering that secret place, th- what I have to do is I humble myself to the mind of Christ. Say, okay, how is Jesus? How is how is Jesus right now thinking? Uh, uh, you know, in any any respect, how, how, he wants to speak. Jesus wants to speak. The Lord of all glory wants to speak. The one who wants to reconcile everything back to Himself, who did that on the cross, He wants to speak out that reconciliation. And we are ministers of reconciliation. Praise God. And therefore, if I'm a minister of reconciliation, I have to speak from the from the reconciler into the earth and allow allow heavenly things to reconcile earthly things. But I can't speak what man's wisdom has, has taught me. I can't speak from tradition or experience. I have to allow my the, the 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 natural mind to bow to the spiritual mind and say, okay, let me speak what the Holy Spirit's speaking right now. Let me reconcile heaven into earth, and my understanding will get heightened because of it. It will actually come up because of it. When I speak from a place of faith, it says, by faith we understand. When I speak from a place of faith, my understanding will rise to that place. So, Father, right now, we just thank you for this. We thank you for the opportunity we have to speak out the mysteries of God, to, Father God, speak these things into the earth. We, Father God, thank, thank you, Lord God, that even if, Father God, we we're not we may not feel all that spiritual, Paul wrote this to carnally-minded people, and so, Father God, this we're, we're qualified. Praise God. Even if we don't feel spiritual, we're qualified. But we, we choose to allow you to lead us and guide us into this truth. Lead us and guide us by the Holy Spirit into a prayer life that allows heaven to speak into the earth, those things that are not bound by limitation. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. 
Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.